welcome to Silence, a podcast that gives women a chance to get honest and open about what it's really like surviving and thriving in what often feels like a male-dominated world. All of my guests have been hand-picked from the fields of science, technology, engineering and mathematics, or STEM, where inclusivity and diversity can be a real issue. I know this only too well, having been a mechanical engineer myself for a number of years. I'm Dr. Shanice O'Mara, now a television broadcaster. I've worked on and reported on some cutting edge technology and innovation over the years, and through my TV work, I've met some incredibly inspiring women from a diverse range of STEM fields. These women are true trailblazers, and I've often felt so empowered myself by learning what they're like as real people, usually when the TV cameras have been turned off and they're just being themselves. Each week on Silence, one of these women shares her unique experiences and truth without the usual pressure and stress of having to promote her accomplishments or uphold her impressive reputation. How? Because all of my guests are deliberately kept anonymous and disguised to ensure that we as listeners are not distracted or maybe even intimidated by all the usual kinds of societal labels and trophies. The women of STEM on this show have amazingly impressive CVs, but most importantly, they're human, just like the rest of us. And I want to share the inspiration and wisdom that I've gathered from them with you. It's my hope that you really relate to what we chat about today. If so, please do subscribe to Silence and maybe even rate and review the show. I'd love to have your feedback. This week, my guest is in the field of chemistry. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you feeling about sort of uh, the prospect of describing your journey through STEM? I mean, I think it's really exciting to be able to share with so many people. I'm very excited. Yeah, so tell me how it all began. How did you end up pursuing a career in chemistry? I mean, I've always really been interested in science and the age my parents like took me to all sorts of nature um like the museums and nature centers and all that sort of stuff and so I really from a young age had that passion for science um that I've just kind of followed through throughout the years right and so are your parents in STEM uh, they're actually economists but they are very interested in science do you reckon they were like your biggest influences Probably, yeah, definitely, because that really shaped my passion and has carried me through all these years. So what kind of parents are they? Are they, like, super geeky? (laughs) I don't know if I would, like, call them super geeky, but they're definitely very interested in science. And they never really, like, totally forced me into it, but it was definitely something that was, like, always they supported me when I was very interested in it. Right. Okay. So they were kind of... Uh, they must have been really happy that you were as interested in science as they were then. Yeah, they definitely. I have to say, out of all the sciences, chemistry was the one I struggled with the most. Um, what is it about chemistry that kind of interests you? I mean, I actually started out really interested in astronomy. And, um, and then when I started looking more into it, I found the field of astrochemistry. Um, oh, wow. And that's like the study of like bio-relevant molecules in space. And that really fascinates me. And that's ultimately where like I'll make my career. Um, yeah. And so just that I, all, I, I did really enjoy my like chemistry classes and just kind of like because they, they make up really everything. And I think it's a science that really helps understand everything about how the world works. And it's I just find it really, really fascinating. Yeah, I mean, the periodic table just blows my mind. I just can't believe it's like, it's like an ingredients list for a recipe. It's like, yeah. these are all the ingredients in the, in, on the planet that, that 
is the basis of everything we know. Yeah. It's just so incredible. Has chemistry always come easily to you as a subject? I think it's come easier than most things. I know like throughout like middle school and high school, I took lots of chemistry classes and that really helped me. Um, I took like organic chemistry to further help me. And so I think definitely that it's been something that I've worked hard enough at that it has come like relatively easily. Right. So you have had to work hard then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I think sometimes um, students don't want to put that hard work in because they feel like if it doesn't come naturally, then maybe they're just not meant to do the subject. What what experience have you had with that? I mean, I think it has come more naturally than like, it hasn't been something that I've had major, major challenges with, but definitely it has been something that I've had to like work hard at. So mm-hmm. I can see like where other people who hit like that roadblock might stop, but um, I'm really interested in it. So that kind of kept me going. Right. So when you did like sort of meet with challenges, um, how did you get through it? Like, what was your approach? Um, I mean, I had really great teachers who like, if I needed help could help me. Um, and I just kind of would read the textbook on my own. And if I ever needed any clarification or stuff like that. Okay. So you're, you're, you're not, you're not someone that's scared to sort of ask for help or. No, I think I've been in environments where it's been like very encouraged to get help whenever you need. And that's been something that's really benefited me. Do you go to an all-girls school? No, I do not. It's okay. co-ed. Right, okay. And so, like, what's the sort of ratio? I guess you all have to study chemistry, right? Yeah, we do. Um, I think that the ratio in the science classes themselves is relatively equal. The one place where the disparity is, like, the biggest is in, uh, we have, like, a science and engineering research concentration, and I know my year, about 20 guys applied and only three girls did. Ah, were um, you one of the three? I was one of the three, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, that's so fascinating. And as one of the few females that applied, like, what's it like being you? I mean, are you just very confident in your STEM abilities and therefore you just apply for what you want? Or has there been any sort of like thought processing around the fact that you're a woman in STEM? I mean, I think because like I realized my passion for science so early on, mm. like back then there wasn't anyone like telling me like, oh no, because it was just like me and my parents. And so that kind of allowed me to pursue science for a really long time. And then when you do that, you end up getting pretty good at it. And so by the time I came into high school, like no one really doubted me or told me like, oh, you can't do this because you're a girl. Like they kind of already knew that like, oh, this is the girl who's really interested in science. Oh, wow. um, but I feel like for other people who may not have realized their passion that early, that's when the roadblocks start where they go, oh, look, like if you want to be a girl in this, you have to be someone who's like already done so much or already like realized and studied. And so whereas like a guy might just think, oh, like this seems like a cool opportunity, like I'll take mm-hmm. it. So I think that that sort of difference where if you don't realize your passion that early, you end up facing more like doubt and that sort of stuff. Yeah, this is a really fascinating sort of like subject in the sense that. So you're saying that you found your passion for chemistry really early on. Yeah. And that's what 
allowed you to put in the hard work and the time and get good at the subject. And so now, as a result of building up that confidence and experience and knowledge in the subject, you're able to very sort of assertively choose STEM over and over, even if you are in a minority as a woman. Yeah, I, th- I think that's pretty much, yeah, that's yeah. accurate. Okay, because I'm just trying to imagine like maybe other um, young women your age. And mm-hmm. I hope you don't mind me revealing that you are really young, aren't you? Yeah. How old are you? I'm 17. Right. So, and I mean, you're highly accomplished in your subject, um, you know, on a very sort of specific scale. Um, We met because of a major accomplishment of yours. And so, um, you know, clearly you have the confidence in STEM. I'm just wondering what advice you would give to younger women who are maybe getting disheartened by their lack of ability in STEM. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think that one like major misconception about the field of STEM is that like you have to be good at like math and science and everything in it, and you're like this like ultra mega nerd sort of thing. But like I know people who are like highly accomplished in biology who are really bad at math or like other sorts of things like that. Mm-hmm. And that if you if you find like your passion and your specific thing, like that drive will allow you to put in the work to really um, become accomplished and that like one bad like physics grade doesn't mean that you can't be a like biologist or anything like that Um, and so I think it's just having that inner conviction that like you can do it because you want to do Mm -hmm. it um, and that will really take you far. Have you had bad grades in STEM? Um not that often (laughs) um right yeah it's definitely something that is like my primary passion so that I put in a lot of work and it ends up with good results yeah there are people who are like equally talented in research who end up with a few grad grades and that doesn't really mean Mm. anything what kind of disappointments have you had academically have you had any I know like along like my research process I definitely hit like roadblocks when I was trying to find mentors and they only accepted like college students um and I definitely had to like make a way for myself doing that and so that was kind of a challenge I think that was probably the my major challenge and what did you sort of learn from those uh challenges I guess just like that you really have to put yourself out there like I kind of when I started I would email like a professor and then I would just wait and wait and I just never got a response and then by the end I would would follow up and I would say like oh can you do this or I would email their assistant or someone else and really try to make sure like I was contacting all these people and Um, that ended up like securing me my mentor and so that was really really helpful so it's about being sort of like pushy and never giving up yeah and I I guess it goes back to your passion again Mm -hmm. doesn't it it always seems to be at the root of everything that's driving you yeah I think like because following up or being assertive kind of shows your passion like if you just send one email and then never and they never hear from you again they're like oh that person probably didn't really care but if you're the person who kind of sends a follow up and really tries to go after what you want, then they your passion really shines through. Mm. Who taught you that? Um, well, as part of like the school's uh, research consultation, we did have like classes, like research classes where they like taught us how to send good emails and all that sort of thing. 
Um, so that definitely helped me a lot. Right. And and what's it like being assertive? Like, you know, are you... Because don't you find that STEM people do tend to be quite sort of deep thinkers and and yeah. sometimes therefore a little bit introverted? Yeah, I'm definitely introverted myself. Um, I think it's just, I don't know if it's more... It's just kind of you sometimes you have to go out of your comfort zone to get results that you really need. And I th- I find that like science is often portrayed as such a individual sort of activity. Mm. But I mean, I through my experience and um, it's just so co- most environments are so collaborative and you really end up working with so many people. And so even if you are that introverted sort of really introverted, shy person, you'll end up interacting with so many people and I think people skills are a really important part of being a scientist. Yeah so how does someone like you who you know is a self-confessed introvert like how do you feel about sort of being a little bit more um social like is it difficult for you do you just get through it like are you starting to enjoy it like where are you on the scale with that? Yeah, I think initially for me, it was definitely hard. And but I've realized that in like talking to these people, they're all so passionate. They're all so talented. Um, and they all kind of think not exactly the same way, but they kind of same like mindset on life. Like they're driven by their passion for science. They're a bit shy, but they love the co- collaborative aspect of science. And once you kind of understand that, it becomes so much easier to interact with these people because they're just all really nice, like really interesting people and so I've definitely grown to love that part and that like meeting these all these scientists and other um like high schoolers interested in research that's been really really incredible for me what's driving you like do you have an ultimate research goal I mean ultimately I do want to go into some sort of like academia or research um probably in like astrochemistry um maybe with NASA I'm not totally sure (laughs) yet but that's definitely kind of the ultimate goal okay because like some people say, you know, they want to get to space or do you have any sort of dreams like that? I don't know if being like an astronaut is for me, but um, yeah, there's, I don't know if I have like a, that sort of goal. I mean, I still have like college to sort of figure that all out too. What were you like as a kid? Was it really obvious um, when you were little that you'd end up doing something chemistry based? I'm not sure. I mean, I definitely was like the kid who spent like lots of time in nature centers and museums and people kind of all knew that I was interested in science and math and that sort of thing um I don't know if there was anything like chemistry specific from that like age but because for example I mean not that I'm good at chemistry so this is probably a really bad example but I used to just go around my parents home uh mixing up every single liquid I could find so I'd mix like shower gel with washing powder with, um, I don't know, chunks of soap <laughs> and I don't know, uh, oil. I, and it was just like, I'd make this mixture and it was disgusting, but I was just so curious to know how these things uh, sort of like mixed up. Like, did you do anything weird like that? <laughs> or is it just um, me? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I definitely did like do random like science or pseudoscience <laughs> experiments, just so- something like that. Or if I saw like an example that I saw like 
like a, some experiment like making like crystals or like salt like I know like there's random like at that age there were like random like salt crystals like growing on paper and yeah oh so you had proper chemistry sets and stuff I I yeah I did have those sorts oh, of things gosh I am you so what is it like being female um in chemistry is it even a thing I mean I my the chemistry teacher that I've had and that's really like in, inspired me and influenced me is uh female mm-hmm. so that I think definitely helps to see like that sort of role model um I know that there are like a lot of female chemists just because I've interacted with them I think definitely though like on the university level when people like on the college tours I always talk like oh we're so like we almost have like a 50 50 ratio we're so proud of Mm -hmm. that um so I think it's definitely something that's improving right um are you aware of it at your stage in life? Like, is it even like an issue or am I just being really old fashioned? Um, <laughs> I mean, I definitely like think that there is a disparity and especially like with the research concentration that is so heavily um, male dominated. Um, I don't know if that's really created too many challenges for me though, just because like it's all like the people in that like guys or girls are still like my friends and we all support each other so I think um it's a it's like a bit odd but it doesn't like hasn't really negatively like impacted um, my ability to achieve sorts of things and how are the guys with you I mean do you feel like you're ever treated differently because you're female I don't I wouldn't say so no I think the people in there kind of all know that we're in that concentration for a reason and that's because like, mm. we've been shown to be good and so I think they have like once I feel like there's just kind of sort of like a little bar and like once you reach that like merit bar then like people respect you the same I think that like maybe the issues that people mostly face is that if they haven't had all these achievements in the past and then they try to get into if they like realize they're passionate about science like once they or like in high school or something and they don't have that sort of like reputation of being a science kid that's when you might face sort of challenges and seeing like oh like are you sure she's like a good fit or like I don't know if she deserves it that sort of that sort of thing happens not I not specifically to me but I've seen it sort Mm -hmm. of like for other people. So do you reckon that your STEM environment can be quite competitive then? Like, I'm just wondering whether you have the experience of someone who's, like, highly achieving within STEM. And so, like, I wonder whether you're unaware of maybe other people's um, not-so-comfortable ride through STEM. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know, like, I think this is more... I don't actually do robotics, but I know a lot of my friends do. And there's one girls team and like maybe two or three girls on like other teams. It's, it's that, that is probably like the most male dominated aspect of like STEM in our school. Um, And I know that they have really been doing a lot to try to outreach and get girls interested in STEM just because it is, I think that, um, I don't know, maybe 
just from like the outside, it seems more like like the stereotypical sort of sciencey people, um, maybe like super introverted and that sort of thing. Also, is the case in robotics, and I think that those people have had more trouble sort of gaining equal footing uh, there. Yeah, um, I wonder whether there's even an awareness of gender disparity. You know, so are you not aware of like any sort of like awkwardness or just discomfort I mean I've sp- I've spoken to people at your age uh in schools and you know for example one school started a stem girls club and they had to have a debate about whether they let boys into the club and then they decided against it because they just wanted to make it a safe place for girls to encourage more girls but they really struggled with that decision because, you know, they, they just wanted to include everybody that's passionate about STEM. Is that going on where you're studying? I, there is like a science and engineering club. Mm. Um, I'm not part of that. I'm not really. They just kind of. Yeah, that is like pretty much all guys and they do kind of crazy stuff. Mm. Um, How come you're not part of it? Um, I mean. It is part of partially just time, and yeah, I think it all is also like kind of because they are. I, that club is more like engineering based, which is not like my strongest suit, and so, um, I think it is sort of because they are like all guys, and they go around and they like build go karts, and um, right. I don't. I, I don't know what else they do. It is kind of like a different environment from like the research field that I'm really comfortable with. Have you ever thought about starting your own STEM girls club? There is actually already one at my school. They do focus more on like, they go to the elementary school and like do science experiments for them. Um, like to, so that people at a younger age can get, can realize their passion for mm. science. Um, but there isn't something like that at the high school. level. So your level. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. So uh are you, do you participate in the club the girls club I, I do not I don't really have time for that um but it is definitely something that I really think is a good idea and yeah yeah because having met you I I'm also thinking that um you would just be such an asset to the club I mean you'd be so inspiring for other girls yeah. um we do have like senior projects um, cause mm-hmm. I'm a, a high school senior. And so after AP exams, we have a few weeks to go off and do what we want. And so for that, I'm going to like elementary schools and other like, um, lower divisions and teaching them science. So that should be really exciting. So you, you will do that? I will. Yes. Done? Yeah. yeah. So how do you, is that something you want to do or is that something that is kind of, um, expected of you because you're a woman in STEM? No, it was definitely something that I want to do. I mean, the the senior projects at my school are very open-ended. You can do whatever you want. Um, like some people are doing like martial arts. It doesn't have to be academic related at all. Like I chose that because I think it is really important and really fun. Um, What's your, like, do you have a plan? A life plan? A life plan. Um Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to college. I'll study like chemistry there. Um, probably, yeah, I'll end up grad school, most likely a PhD, and then 
going off working at ast- in astrochemistry and research that that's kind of the life plan as of right now it might wow. change in college but but uh yeah that's so organized of you at the age of 17 <laughs> I don't remember having any plan for the day let alone <laughs> for the next few years ahead <laughs> where did you get the sort of like inspiration to plan that far ahead um I mean I think like a lot of the things that I apply for like they ask like oh like what do you want to do and I I I, until relatively recently I hadn't like really thought that far ahead but kind of just in the sorts of things that I do they ask you that sort of stuff and it's like oh like that's an interesting question and Mm. then as I was kind of thinking, I was like, oh, yeah, this is like the thing that I'm really passionate about. So that seems pretty logical to make a career out of it. Mm. It's a lot of studying. I mean, yeah. I think if I had known that I was going to do a doctorate, um, I think I would have just been so tired at the idea of how much studying I had ahead of me. <laughs> how come, <laughs> like, you seem very enthusiastic about like doing a doctorate and things like that? And is that just because you really have found your thing? Yeah, I mean, um, at the place where we met, like that sort of uh, competition, I met so many people who were really passionate about science mm. and that was such an incredible thing for me. And it, seeing all those people so passionate about it and like, I really like felt like I was like fit in there. And that was, that was probably, a, that was a really incredible experience. And it definitely like cemented the fact that I really wanted to go into research and make a career out of it um and so to do that I would need a doctorate and so that's just um but I also do like really enjoy like learning and like school sort of thing um so that that doesn't seem too bad to me yeah I wish I had your knowledge when I was your age because um looking back I I definitely adored doing research but I was always very distracted by this pressure to kind of make money and you know keep a roof over my head and be financially sort of like independent and stuff like is that something that has um come onto your radar or yeah I mean definitely like financially I'm I really thought about that too much yeah but I know like research is an highest paying job but it does like pay Um, and so I'm not like worried about being like uncomfortable. Yeah. So um, I, I, I'm not too concerned. It sounds like you're more interested in doing what you love than making loads of money. Yeah, that, yeah. definitely. Um, what kind of stuff do you do outside of work? Um, so I play tennis and viola. Um, one of the like my favorite things that I do is. Um, I run this program or I'm like a leader of this program where we play tennis with kids with autism oh, wow. um, like every week. And so that's a really fun sort of way to like get them active in a really mm. fun setting. Um, so I really enjoy that. How did you come to end up doing that? Um, it's like a, it's a, it's been a long standing program at my school um, for maybe 10 years now. And so um, one of my friends, uh, older sister had led it. And then when I joined, entered freshman year, I, I joined it. And then I've been a leader um, since then. So. Wow. You must learn so much about life, which, you know, chemistry probably can teach you. Yeah. What kind um, of stuff have you 
got from being involved in activities like that? I mean, it's just like, I mean, I think there are so many preconceived notions that people have about autism and what life is like with autism. And these kids are so amazing and they're so fun to like work with. Um, so it's just kind of, uh, it just provides like another like sort of layer on what people think about. Um, yeah, I, it's just definitely like compassion and also things because these kids like they they're relatively like high functioning mm -hmm. um but you can still like tell um uh and i think it's just you know really nice to be able to provide like a chance where these kids kind of feel like they're special and they're really doing something cool um and yeah it, it's really a fun experience yeah it must be so rewarding and fulfilling to Definitely. help other people yeah do you I know like you're just so super young that it kind of feels like almost an inappropriate question but like do you think about the other aspects of being female like maybe you know having a family one day and or is that just not something you have even thought about uh, yeah I haven't really thought about that yeah um that's kind of just something that I'll see as it comes um when do you reckon you'll get to that um I don't know. Maybe college, maybe after college. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's so weird. It's it's really weird for women in STEM, I think, because, mm -hmm. you know, we end up studying for such a long period of time, usually, mm -hmm. particularly if you go into research. And, you know, there's always like a debate of like when we should fit in the idea of family and motherhood and relationships. And I think, you know, you probably have absolutely no uh need to think about this right now but it kind of you know it's one of these things that does sort of you never really know when to start thinking about it because you're just so heavily into your studies and research and things like that so I just wondered when you reckon uh you might start thinking about it but uh, yeah I'm not too sure I mean for me like science has always kind of been my like number one passion so I don't see it as something that I would like throw away yeah in order to have a family and so for me like that would kind of come like oh like does it work here and then if it does like great if it doesn't maybe later or something like that yeah um so well one thing we can say is you're not completely shut down to the idea like you're not saying oh it's got to be chemistry and nothing else in my life no yeah th th that's not my I think that it's definitely possible to like balance like work and family I just I'm just haven't really thought about that too much yeah yeah so you know we we met at a very prestigious um awards uh ceremony and you received an award and um you know you really are a champion for being a woman in STEM um are you aware of that responsibility? And if so, what are you doing about the responsibility you have? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that like all the people there at that award ceremony really kind of they tasked us with being like the future of science. And I think that is definitely something that like I'm thinking about because A, like I think there's really two directions with that because that's there's like leading science forward, doing really cutting edge research. And there's also like the inspiring other people to become scientists and get interested mm. in science. And I think that that's really 
important and especially to get why do you think it's so important i mean like we've there is like so much incredible scientific research going on right now but there's still so much to be done like climate change um bio Mm. like medical research um that really does need as many people as possible to work on it because these aren't like simple things to fix um Mm. And I think getting like the most diverse and widest array of people to work on it really is critical in order to have enough viewpoints that we can find a solution. Um, and so getting as many people who like getting as many people to realize their passion for science um, is critical um, to overcome these challenges. Do you think there's enough diversity in STEM at the moment? Um, I think that definitely work needs to be, I know like, in the field specifically like computer science and math like we there's such a huge gender imbalance and i think also in lots of other fields we see different like racial imbalances and other sorts of things that do because like i've been very fortunate to have like the opportunity to go into labs and do research and a lot of people don't have that same access just because like these that sort of thing isn't doesn't come easy easily to lots of people and so mm. making science accessible to so a wider range of people is still something that needs to be uh, there's still a lot of work to be done right all with the aim of just doing more and more science because we just really need to yeah um yeah yeah there's definitely lots to be done so if you were to cu- encourage more people into STEM like what would be your like major selling points um I mean I think that you can't really force someone who's not passionate about science to go into STEM but I think that people should realize like just how like that STEM there's kind of like that image of a scientist that everyone sort of has it's like oh like the glasses and sort of like lab coat and antisocial sort of existence where you just like sit in a lab and you just like have no life or chemicals <laughs> and like that sort of thing and that's not really what science is there's lots of ups and downs and challenges that have to be overcome and it's really such like you need a really critical like thinking process to be able to navigate like what works and what doesn't and um I think like collaboration and people skills are also really important. And so it's not people might see, like think of that stereotypical image and think like, Oh, like that's not what I interested in, but there's so many aspects of science. Like you don't necessarily have to be in a lab. You could like design airplane wings in your basement. You could, Mm. um, uh, you know, like, or go out and do field research. There's so much, there's so much to science that isn't like properly seen by people. Mm. And so I think that they need to people given the opportunity to learn about just like what exactly science is can then see like, Oh, like this specific thing, that's really interesting. And I want to do that. Mm. Like maybe this other stuff isn't for me, but this thing is. Yeah. I mean, given the fact that STEM is so broad, like Mm -hmm. this is your opportunity to redefine the stereotype like what 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 are scientists like to you I mean I think they're all really incredible like I I, 
I've heard them described as like superheroes and that's kind of like people who have such immense passion and a really strong drive to change the world and make it a better place and whether that's by like doing medicine or trying to like understand how the earth works um it's just people who like are able to like obviously they're all like smart but that's not necessarily something that they were born with it's people who've worked really hard and been driven by their passion um to change the world and I think that's really incredible scientists can be cool can't they oh yeah I mean I I've met so many of some of my closest friends through science and like they're not I I wouldn't describe most of the people that I meet as like super like antisocial like they might be introverted but they're definitely not very sociable people and it's definitely like a lot more of a collaborative environment than Mm. people think and do you think you've had to change yourself in order to fit in or have you just been very proudly who you are in STEM I think I have changed not in like a negative way but just that I've become a more assertive person and a more like open person and I think that's that's really good and I I mean that is because of science and to get where I am like that's what I had to do but I think that's been like really positive changes for me. Have you done anything in your life that is kind of um, contradictory to science? Like you you said you play the viola like, do you ever, when you're practicing, do you ever think, oh, you know, I'm I'm spending less time on my science? No, I mean, I think I, I, I spend a lot of time as, on science as it is. So I don't really, I, I, I also do need time, like not on science, um, even though it is like my passion and it's something that I really enjoy doing. And so I don't, I don't think that science needs to consume your life. It's just something that I enjoy doing for a majority of my time, but it's, um, I definitely like, I really like playing viola. I play tennis. I really enjoy that too. Um, definitely like having a balance between like work and not work is good. So yeah. Where did you learn that? I don't, uh, <laughs> the balance. I don't know if that's like something you learn so much as just like you kind of try one thing and you're like, oh gosh, like that doesn't work. Like I need to sleep. And, you try another thing and you're like, okay, like th- that, this, uh, this is a good sort of thing for me. Um, That's so amazing because when I was studying, I honestly didn't know when to stop. Mm. And like, if I, ever, uh, I don't know, went to the cinema or watched a TV program or just did something non-science, I kind of felt guilty. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just <laughs> like in more lazy, but I definitely... I don't feel bad about taking time off. So I, um, yeah. No, that's so great. Like, I wish I had that balance. It took me years to really um, find a balance to my work ethic, but it sounds like you have already found that. Um, And, you know, it's working because you're achieving academically and you're doing things that really fulfill you. So you're, you know, you're, you've cracked, you've cracked it. this is envy this is what envy sounds like (laughs) from me because I'm just like wow you're so young and you've kind of got that balance right yeah I think I have it now I don't know when I go to college there'll be lots of new things so I have to 
readjust. So it's definitely something that I don't think is like one and done. But yeah, right. Yeah. And that's a really, really wise um, observation. Because yeah, I think the older we do get, like the more the the different things get thrown into the mix. So it's really sort of wise that you're expecting that. Um, because it means that when things do get added to your plate, like you're not going to wobble as much as others that were not expecting those things. So I'm curious, actually, you mentioned your um, chemistry teacher being a real inspiration. What was it about her that was inspiring? I mean, she's um, definitely someone like I've looked up to. She's also like one of the people who does the research concentration um, and she's someone that, like, I am, like, don't, it, it, I know, like, a lot of people, like, talk about having, like, closer relationships with their college professors, and she's someone that I've kind of become, like, I don't know if it would be, like, friends, but definitely, like, more than, like, a typical, like, teacher student, she, like, she goes out of her way to make sure, like, everyone's comfortable asking her questions, and that, like, she'll talk to people outside of class, and, like, oh, are you interested in this, like, I think you might want to do this, and so that's, um, mm-hmm. Definitely, she's so passionate and, like, good at what she does, but she's also been someone who really, like, makes sure that everyone who wants to do something can do it and that um, she makes, like, she makes this list of, like, all opportunities, like, summer camps for um, people interested in science. And so she just goes, like, the extra mile to really foster people's passions for science, and I think that's really cool. And what do you think's driving her? I mean, I think she also is really passionate about science and, like, spreading. And, um, yeah, I I mean, she seems to really like her job, and that's good. And so, yeah, I think, like, she's found her passion. That's kind of keeping her going, and she's helping other people find their passion. So that's cool. And it sounds like that's what you have in common with her. Yeah. Because you're both just on the same page of doing what you love. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, that's something I really respect about her and I kind of hope to emulate. So mm. so what do your parents think about all that you've achieved up to date? Yeah, I think they're really proud of me. I mean, I don't think they... Yeah, definitely, like, they kind of always... Like, I don't, I don't want to say they, like, wanted me to be interested in science, but they definitely made science something that was very, like open to me and definitely like they had like we always had like chemistry kits and we were always going to museums and that sort of thing and so it wasn't really a surprise that I became interested in science and so um but then from then on it was kind of like my drive that kind of pushed me to where I am so that's I think they've enjoyed like seeing me like Mm. forge my own path so do you have siblings I have one younger sibling yeah okay and um are they into stem um she's like sort of like she she's she does like science olympiad and that sort of thing Mm. um so I mean she's in sixth grade so she hasn't really had lots of time to do like research or anything else so we're just kind of waiting to see what she wants to do um so yeah it sounds like you grew up in an environment where you really were supported yeah, definitely. And encouraged. My parents have been really great and supportive, yeah. Because it sounds like, you know, the only person that's really pushing you hard is you. Yeah, um, I def- I think so. Like I, Yeah. Yeah. 
but at the same time like it doesn't sound like you're very tough you know it doesn't sound like you it sounds like you know what you want to accomplish and you accomplish it and you're you're happy with your accomplishments whereas um to be that sort of to have that kind of high expectation of oneself sometimes you get to your goals and you feel like it's not enough are you happy with your accomplishments or do you think you could do better i mean i'm really really happy like especially with the place where we met i did far better than i ever had could have hoped for oh really and, um yeah i definitely that was really incredible and so i i've gone a lot farther than i ever kind of hoped for so i don't think that's something to be disappointed in yeah um and like the experiences i've had along the way have been probably more beneficial to me and really Mm. incredible so i think that that's um something i'm really happy with and it does i yeah so i definitely do have high expectations for myself but i've put in so much work that it 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 kind of those two kind of end up sort of balancing out so that's been good gosh such a healthy attitude um so with that healthy attitude uh how do you deal with things that worry you what what worries you is there anything Um, I mean (laughs) definitely things worry me um yeah, I mean, I like everyone, I kind of have like, oh, like, what if this goes wrong? What if you don't end up succeeding? What if you don't? And I just, I don't, I don't know if I do anything to like actively dispel those, but I just kind of continue doing what I'm doing. And then like the results end up like kind of alleviating. Those. Right. I, I don't know if that yeah, makes so sense. Yeah, so in the but, back of your mind, um, you know, you do have yeah. a few fears about things going wrong, oh, but you don't yeah. let it get so fearful that it stops you no yeah that that yeah gosh I really wish I had your attitude (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing (laughs) um so for anyone that's listening to this show that's thinking about a career in STEM they're sort of interested in something they think they have passion for something but you know they're finding it a little bit of a struggle like what kind of advice would you give them I mean, I think that if you have a passion for science, like that's that already sets you apart from a lot of people. And that's really, really an incredible thing to have. Um, and so it doesn't matter if like there's like one, like if you're not like if you have a bad math grade or like you're not good at one aspect of STEM because that doesn't define your whole STEM experience. Um, and that it might it's sometimes intimidating to join like the ranks of people who are already so accomplished and have been doing it for so many years um but it's easier to catch up to them than it like than it sometimes seems um and so definitely just if you have that passion just continuing going for it and maybe eventually you'll find like oh maybe something else is better but I think for most people if they have that passion they'll find something that really speaks to them and that they end up wanting to do um have you ever been on the receiving end of bullying no, I don't know. I've never been bullied in my time, so I don't know. It sounds like you've had a really um, nurturing and supportive environment in which to blossom Definitely. in STEM. Um, and I just, it's just such a, it's so encouraging 
I think. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people may not be as lucky to have that kind of encouraging environment. Um, you know, if you didn't have the support and the encouragement that you do have, like, do you think you'd have the same passion for science? Yeah, I mean, I think that passion for anything doesn't, it doesn't stem from like what you come from or like what environment you have. I think that's not really something that you can, like, that's not something that you can be taught. Um, so I think I would still have the same passion, but I definitely wouldn't have had the same opportunities to like act on it. And I pro- might not have realized it until much later, like in college or something. Um, and so definitely I've been lucky to have such great parents and an environment that's very supportive. Um, and so I think that for people who don't have that, that's when making spaces more open to like newcomers is really incredible is or is really important like that's how girls in STEM who don't know if they want to pursue science can end up testing it out and realize like yes this is for me um so I think that that's definitely important what does passion feel like because I think um in today's world we can be very interested in things you know we can spend a lot of time looking through Facebook or you know wanting to play our favorite sport um what does passion for stem look like for you i definitely think like like there's a difference between like finding something cool and having a real passion for it and i think the like, passion is when you like if you if when you do it it doesn't feel like work and that like oh like when i do research it's not like oh gosh like i have to be in the lab from 9 to 5 today it's like oh, like, I get to do, like, X, Y, Z today, and that's so cool, um, and so I think that, like, passion is what, like, allows you to enjoy what you're doing, and so I think, yeah, I think if people find that, like, working in a lab environment, like, really is fun for them, then they probably have a passion for science, Mm. um, so, But some people have that kind of passion doing hobbies, you know, like, playing sports or going shopping or things like that like but they wouldn't necessarily want to turn that into a career so I guess yeah because your passion was so specific it was very clear to you that that's something you should do as a career I'm guessing right yeah I mean I think that there are things that people might have a passion for like sports and people some people choose to go into sports and some people might say like oh that's kind of a risky profession or like it has I think other variables would stop them from doing that. Not like that the fact that they had a passion for that didn't mean enough. And like things like shopping, like having a passion for shopping, like that doesn't really directly translate into a career. Um, And so I think like by having a passion for science, there is like a directly a career. And some people who do have passions for science choose to go into something else, um, maybe because family or like, uh, financial reasons and so that's I don't think that that makes like their passion any less valid it's just that there were other factors determining like what they wanted to do with their life mm. yeah it's 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 just so interesting hearing your clarity um because you know I think sometimes people can get extremely distracted by things especially you know, living in this age of um, intense social media. And so I think some people may get confused as to what passion is and what 
interest is. Um, but you've really made it very clear today. And as a result of your clarity, it kind of just seems so simple. Um, like, you know, choosing a career is simple. You just do what you're passionate about. And um, I don't know, you, you just seem to have followed your heart um, from a really early age. And I find that really inspiring. Thank you. Yeah. I've been lucky to have that opportunity. So it's been Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, you've been so enlightening uh, for someone so young. And I can't wait to just be following your career because, you know, we met through a major achievement of yours and, you know, you being acknowledged that evening for your achievement. And um, congratulations again on on that accomplishment. Thank you. And I look forward to uh, many more achievements like that coming from you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been really great. That's it from my STEM guest this week. Gosh, I feel so calm having listened to her because she just, for someone so young, she just really has... Um, a very logical and um, sensible and rational approach to life and it doesn't surprise me why she has achieved so much um, in her short lifespan and um, with that kind of attitude and passion towards STEM it really does you know instill in me a confidence that women in STEM is a very powerful force and uh With young women like her in the world, um, the future definitely is female. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week on Silence.